This is the Horse Radio Network. Hello, everyone. This is your producer, Jemmy, with episode 2017, a best of. The gang is out today, so we're rolling things back to August 21st, 2017, when they talked about a rescued equestrian photography archive, caught up with Horse Nation, and celebrated some horsey headlines. Listen in. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. Well, good Monday morning, everybody. It's Eclipse Day, and I am Glenda Geek <laughs> from Ocala, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings in Phoenix, Arizona, and you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for August 21st, episode 1765, brought to you by Omega Alpha Equine. Good morning, Horse World. It's Monday. Monday is my favorite time of year. This is Horses in the Morning with your lovable hosts, Jamie Jennings. I am the queen. You listen to me. I'm sorry that people are so jealous of me, but I can't help it that I'm popular. Glenn the Geek. You look especially radiant today, Your Grace. I'm going to do a terrific show today because I'm good enough, and doggone it, people like me. Happy Monday. Eclipse Day, and boy, the, the country day. is going crazy. Jamie, it, it, they're just going crazy. <laughs> I thought it was crazy on Friday with people talking about it. All and weekend. Saturday and Sunday. <laughs> I, I mean, humans that I know, Glenn, people that I know and care about are like, <gasps> make sure you keep your dogs inside. What are you going to do with your horses? <laughs> What are you talking about? Why would they look at the sun? It just gets well, dark the, for them every day. <laughs> the first problem is they don't listen to our show. That's the first problem. Uh, yeah. so, so I knew that already. State highway officials from 14 states have been meeting regularly over the past number of months to try and head off the traffic calamity that they're expecting today. The largest traffic jam in U.S. history. Roughly, so the, so the path of the tote, what they're calling totality, which is where you see 100% of the sun blocked. We're in about the 90% range here in Florida. But where, where you see 100% is about 70 miles wide across the country. So people are driving to those places. Jamie, it is crazy. They're right about the traffic. There, there have been some, well, get, get this, a Hopkinsville, a city in Kentucky, which has a population of 32,000, is expecting 100,000 people. Oh, my God. From 36 states and 14 countries. Some of our listeners are already stuck in traffic trying to get there. There are these tent cities that are forming along the highways. People drove in on Friday to get a spot along the highways and they just set up their tent right there along the highway. So, um, so yeah, hundreds of thousands of people. There's apparently traffic jams everywhere. If you're trying to get into this 70 mile corridor, if there was a state park, or a national park that had a campground, you couldn't get a spot for the last six months. They are packed and have been putting extra people in. My my husband says to me today, he's like, I'm going to be at work, but... Is he flying? Yeah, so he's actually going to be flying when this happens. Or I think he's about to take off when this happens, when it starts. This is in his uh, 
his F-16, though, right? F-16. So he'll be in an F-16 and this happens. Pretty cool. If, That's like, pretty cool. That, you know? <laughs> so, but he says to me, he's like, hey, I, I know we don't have any Eclipse glasses, but I've got the welding helmet. So you guys can take turns putting on the welding helmet and looking at the sun. I was like, <laughs> let me stop you. There's going to be pictures. no sun I want pictures. <laughs> There's no sun staring in this household. <laughs> like, <laughs> let me just stop you because I really don't feel the need to look up at the sun. I don't. It's just, I, I, and then you have a four year old who's like, what? I'm going to, you know what? Don't look at the sun. You'll be blind. What is he going to do? He's going to look at the sun. <laughs> That's right. That's exactly what he's going to do. You Wait, know, in Depot Bay, again? Oregon, what are you going to do? They have called out the National Guard to help co- control traffic. No way. <laughs> so I asked some of our listeners today what they were doing today. And I, you want to hear some of their responses? This is what horse people are doing on Eclipse Day. So Kate okay. says, there is an I Got Mooned photo booth at my work today. Well, that, that's pretty clever, actually. Um, this is appropriate. Get this one. Okay. Thanks, sun, moon, right? My husband is having a, colosco- a coloscopy, coloscopy during... Colonoscopy. Thank you. A colonoscopy. I hate that word. I just can't say it. A colonoscopy during the eclipse. That's kind of appropriate. Wow. <laughs> Susan's heading to a viewing area in Alto Pass, Illinois. She's a little worried about uh, getting there. Well, that's pretty, you probably should be. Uh, Nikki says she's covering her pet's eyes with a lot of. Uh, Smiley faces. Uh, mm. Celeste is going to a viewing party at the eye doctor's office to get free glasses and watch for a while. Now, there's a smart eye doctor, right? <laughs> have, have it a viewing party. Come in. Have a seat. <laughs> have a seat. Your eyes are going to be trashed after. Just uh, we'll get them checked. Courtney said, I'll be at the barn slaving away for my ponies. I'll be trying hard to avoid traffic as my town of 1,500. She's in Tennessee, by the way. My town of 1,500 will be growing to 400,000 today. Jill said, wow. <laughs> Jill said, I'm at the beach, so I'm, I'll be eclipse viewing from the beach. I also plan on informing all the wildlife on the reserve not to look at the sun. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see all There's the... A- I never saw so many pictures of dogs and horses with sunglasses on as I saw this weekend on Facebook. That's true. I, I mean, okay, so why would you travel... To another city to see it? Wouldn't because they it be- get... So So there's a swath, 70-mile swath that starts in Oregon and goes to South Carolina, across the right across the middle of the country, that in that 70-mile swath, you're going to see 100% eclipse. Anywhere- Haven't we all seen enough movies where like people travel <laughs> to certain places and those people get swallowed up by like sandworms or something? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know. I know. Or zombies. This is a good time or for like- the zombies to come. By the way, yeah, there's yeah. space zombie aliens coming down, and those are like going to eat the 70 mile swath of people. Like, well, and from all the posts I saw from people who watched Game of Thrones and watched last night, they were all freaked out anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Why do you think I couldn't sleep last night? And I was, I was late getting here this morning. Oh my God. Why do you watch oh that gosh. show? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. You can't. Don't say anything. Don't say anything. I, I saw nothing. Mary freaking out. Mary Kitzmiller was freaking out last night. So yeah, Mary Kitzmiller, if you listen to this, stop posting stuff because you see it two hours before I do, <laughs> and I don't want any clue. So from now on, Mary Kitzmiller, stop it. You're the only person that I know that ruins stuff. <laughs> but 
Anyway, there's a meme going around that says, um, <clears throat> judging by the way this country takes warnings, I'm expecting a crap load of blind people on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the clips talk. <laughs> so, it's so funny because it's so true. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, haven't we all seen the, the movie where the sandworms come out of the ground? I feel like you're like all heading to their, their breeding ground. It's like... <laughs> The return of the blob. All right, Jennifer. Yeah. <laughs> What's coming up? Coming up on today's Omega Alpha Equine Monday edition, we'll have a chat with Kate Lawson, curator of the Tony Leonard collection. And he's the man behind some of the most iconic photos of thoroughbreds in the past 50 years. So I can pretty much guarantee you've seen his pictures. And then midway through the show, we stop for a little teenage equestrian social media drama and at the tail end swishing their tail Kristen stops by for a visit from the wacky world of horse nation so stay tuned for the fray folks thank you very much jennifer daily winnie time and and i have a loser of the week for you already we're going to start monday off with a loser of the week too Well, my Daily Winnie goes out to all of you because I am heading out tomorrow to the largest podcasting conference in the world. It's in Anaheim, California called Podcast Movement. And I will be bragging about all of our listeners, all of our hosts. I will be bragging about uh, our auditors. I'll just be talking about you guys all week. So if your ears are burning, it's because I am talking about you guys while I'm at Podcast Movement. So I'm giving my Daily Winnie to all of you and a warning that I will be talking about you. Just saying. Coming up this week. Congratulations goes out to somebody who's absolutely not listening to the show right now. <laughs> she will later. <laughs> Alex got married. And she married Justin. And their wedding was at Shaker Village this past weekend. And, you know, all the time I lived in Kentucky, I never went to Shaker Village. So you describe did? to me what it is. Oh, it's one of the most beautiful places in Kentucky. It's an old Shaker Village. So the Shakers were, were these very simple living people. And they've rebuilt the buildings. And it looks just like it was in the late 1800s. <coughs> and they have all kinds of animals there. And it's just beautiful. It's on the beautiful part. It's very hilly. They, they do a fox hunt from right there, too. And you can go riding. There's actually trails uh, right out the back of Shaker Village. There's a big forest, and there's trails all through the forest. And there's some serious steep hills riding. But it is beautiful. They have a great restaurant there. You can actually rent rooms in the old Shaker homes. And it's just one of – they grow gardens. They have the blacksmiths there. It's a re reincarnation – or reincarnation, a reenactment place. So it's just neat, and it's peaceful, and it's one of the most beautiful places to get married. I can't believe you never went all the time you lived in no, never went. I I don't know. I it's just beautiful. never got out yeah. there. It's beautiful. We used to go down several times a year when we lived in Lexington. It was just it's a beautiful drive too. <clears throat> yeah, it was. I, I, she couldn't have picked a better place to get married, and she's one of our auditors, Alex. And they yeah. had a they had a uh, they had a carriage bring them in with two draft horses, so that was fun. I saw some of the pictures today. It was just beautiful. Did they, were they allowed to use electricity? <laughs> uh, they had electric. They have electricity at the buildings, um, but I don't think you know they wouldn't have at the time, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and it was and, that where the village is located was it like a highway? 
it was a highway went through town. I think I forget was east to west or north to south. I don't remember that, but it was one of the main stops. So people would travelers would stop there and get rooms. Uh, but the Shakers lived uh, women on one side, men on the other. You know, they ate on one side. They were very religious that way. Um, it's kind of an in- interesting. It's just the most peaceful place in Kentucky. I swear, it is very cool. Very neat. So congratulations to Alex. Well, you yeah. know, there, there we was. need a, a marriage Winnie, like a tie the knot Winnie. Yeah, you know, we I got a still. chilly happy birthday. I, maybe I should put just. Uh, <laughs> that work? Nailed it. Totally nailed it. All right. Perfect. Great Britain, Ingrid Klimke did very well at the European Championships and eventing over the weekend. Ingrid, who, who I think has won everything there is to win, ha- had never done this, had never won a gold medal at the European Championships. Well, she did that with one of our sponsors, uh, owns this horse, Horsewear Hail Bob. Horsewear owns a couple of horses, and uh, Horsewear Hail Bob, and they won the individual gold at the European Eventing Championships, finishing on their dressage score of 30.3. Now, she didn't have any rails going into jumping, going into show jumping, and apparently rubbed one or two. And you could, uh, you could, I was watched it on the video. You could hear the audience just go, oh, <gasps> it's just, I mean, it's this collective. I sign. love that part of Rolex when somebody <laughs> nicks one and they're like, <gasps> or though somebody knocks one down, the whole hundred thousand people go, Oh, <laughs> well, guess who was nipping at her heels with the 32.8 and didn't have any penalties either. Um, it had to be Mikel Jong. Yeah, exactly. Uh, oh, really? He was going after his fourth consecutive European championship and was thwarted and ended up with the silver medal. And it was all down to the dressage score. So that truly was a dressage competition there. Great Britain won the gold team with Nicola Wilson, uh, Rosalind Cantor. By the way, Rosalind Cantor. Could there be a better name for a horse girl? Then Cantor. Her last name is Cantor, yes. like C-A-N-T-E-R? Yes, C-A-N-T-E-R. That's correct. Do you think she changed it? It was actually like Schmitzky or something. And she changed it to Cantor. <laughs> Schmitzky. Where'd you come up with that? Schmitzky? Where'd you come up with that? That's just what came to my mind. Uh, Oliver Townend and Tina Cook, were they're going to be the team to beat at the World of Question Games next year. They're, that England is still going to be the team to beat. I, I know the, or the Germans do very well, but... So that was the uh, European Championships. Uh, Also, in Philadelphia, they had a watermelon spill off of the back of a truck all over the street, right in front of where the carriage horses are. So there's these pictures of the carriage horses eating watermelon off the street in Philadelphia. Apparently, they thought it was buffet time. Does your horse, any of your horses like watermelon? You know, it's funny you mention that because I was at a, the, the young lady who is at the house where baby Zara is, is leaving. She got a job in, in Washington, D.C., Shannon. She's taken off, starting her life in the big world. And she had a big party at her house. Well, baby Zara and Chili now live over there at their house. And I look out and there are 50 kids feeding baby Zara watermelon. <laughs> like, and so, oh, yeah. I'm not sure I'm okay with this. So I walked up into the barn and she has watermelon ch- chunks all over her face <laughs> and her little eyes. You know, when they get sugar, they like turn in these little circles. <laughs> now, I was like, 
<laughs> she, I, I think she was. A, she, it took her a minute, but they're like, she likes it. She likes it. Great, <laughs> great. Thanks for that. Were they feeding her the rinds or the middle? The middle. They oh. were holding out big, like chunks. corner pieces, yeah. chunks of watermelon, and and Chili was like, "Let me show you, young one, how to do this," because <laughs> Chili <laughs> ate the whole thing. Um, but now he doesn't have any front teeth, so you have to give him a little piece. So he's gumming it. He's he's gumming <laughs> he the. Gums uh... <laughs> he gums it a little bit. You know, our, neither of our horses ate watermelon the other day. I always bring now that I use have my new fancy watermelon scooper thing where I don't cut myself anymore. Mm-hmm. I have two halves. That's what you end up with. Two halves and it's all hollowed out. So I bring them out and I throw them in the woods because I don't want them sitting in the trash in 100 degrees for a week because they right. really get yucky. So I throw them in the woods and they disappear. I don't know what animals eat them out there, but somebody eats the watermelon rinds. So, there must be a gaggle of straight chickens in your in your <laughs> woods because you want to you give a chicken a treat. Give him some watermelon. Well, neither of our horses have ate, eaten the rinds. They won't eat the middle. Nothing. I brought them out the other day, and I'm walking through Scooter's field, and Scooter comes up and says, ah, what's this? And, you know, sniffs around like he always does looking for treats. And he just started taking chunks out of the watermelon rind and di- for five minutes was, was eating. I don't know what happened. I don't know if Jennifer was starving him or what, but he was chowing down. At, now he loves watermelon rind, which is He's like good for him, I think. Team- seen my daddy eat this enough <laughs> that's right <laughs> i need to give it a try yeah i don't know the, the uh, they're supposed to be good for him isn't it jennifer didn't we hear that that the rinds a lot of are water. supposed to be good uh some kind of a lot of water there's electrolytes there's naturally occurring electrolytes in there yeah yeah good stuff. Well, there you go certainly better than a sugar cube <laughs> <laughs> probably yeah <laughs> That's something in it better than a sugar cube. Another story I want to give congratulations to Tom McGinnis, who is the founder of Horseware and one of our sponsors again. He took up endurance at the age of 60. And we've had him over on the WEG show because he's already qualified for the World of Question Games for the Irish team. He was the only Irish person to take, or only Irish man to take part in the European Championships for Endurance, which took place over the weekend in Brussels. And out of 85 competitors, he came in 11th. Now, keep in mind that he is now 66 years old. And he came in 11th, uh, and he, he did very well. He used to be an inventor and a show jumper. He played polo for a long time. He now has 25 starts in endurance and, uh, and, and is, is well on his way to being at the World of Question Games and Tryon next year. So congratulations to Tom. Uh, he's not quitting anytime soon. That man loves endurance. Nice. Yep. It's fantastic. Yeah. So uh, let me see here. What else do we got? I have another news. Do you want the loser of the week? Oh, you said you had a loser of the week. This is going to be good. Yes, loser of the week. (laughs) (laughs) Man, you are one pathetic loser. Well, this happened in England. A lumberjack was fined after being found drunk driving his horse and cart at a family christening. Robin Milner was 49 years old. He was spotted by a police officer after he sideswiped a car on a street. And uh, they pulled him over, and apparently he was driving drunk. He was giving rides to children in a car park when he clipped another vehicle. So he got arrested. Now, now he went to court and he pleaded guilty for being drunk, but this was his quote. He said, I was just giving the kiddies a ride around the car park. 
I only had four pints. I wasn't staggering about. There you go. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> four pints I'd be staggering about. <laughs> Their pints are bigger than our pints. That's unbelievable. <laughs> uh, uh. Well, nobody was hurt. That was his point. He wasn't being abusive, he said. <laughs> I only had four gallons of beer. <laughs> No. I don't know what their problem is. <laughs> <laughs> it was a gypsy horse, by the way. Just throw that of in there because they did have a picture of it. <laughs> hey, I have horse news for you. Okay. Uh, over the weekend at Del Mar. Um, do you remember? <laughs> I lo- It's hard to keep track of what this horse's name is because they've changed it like five times. But his current name is St. Patrick's Day. He is a full brother to American Pharaoh. And when he was younger, his name was Irish Pharaoh. But then he was sold, and now he's called St. Patrick's Day. Do they usually so change full... the name like that? I thought they always just kept the name. This is kind of a, an interesting situation. Okay. I, mean, I can I can get you actually the story right now. Hold on. Let's yeah, see here. Don't they usually just keep the Because it's kind of a pain to change the names of Jockey Club, isn't it? So... His first owner, Jane Lyon, named him Irish Pharaoh. And I followed him on Facebook when he was Irish Pharaoh. But then they sold him to Coolmore and they changed it to St. Patrick's Day, even though he was foaled in February. Exercise writer Dana Barnes calls him Radar. So so now I'm reading this Blood Horse article about the horse and they don't actually say his name in the whole entire article. They call him America Pharaoh's brother. (laughs) <laughs> like, even the quote from Bob Baffert. Either. <laughs> Bob Baffert. Pharaoh's brother ran a really, really good race. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, he ran a race this weekend and came in second. So uh, to another stable made of Bob Baffert. So, the, you know, American Pharaoh didn't win his first race either. So that's How why he was he never do? undefeated. He is, you see, you got all these questions. I'm, I got so stuck on the name. I think he's three years old. Okay. Or two. I guess he would be two. Yeah. Cause he's starting to run in the end of the, the fall. Okay. So maybe he's two. And we also, I just had a request from a listener before we get to our first guest that uh, they want to update on Magic Gallup Jennings Johnson pony. <laughs> <laughs> They want an update on Precious Magic Gallop Jennings. That's it. <laughs> um, I need to write that down and tape it to my monitor because I can never remember that name. Yeah. Whenever I did traffic, Glenn, I had like three different traffic names when I was just solely a traffic reporter in Atlanta. Oh, what were your names? And I want to know your traffic I, names. Oh, God. Well, in, in each traffic center was different. There's a, there's an end to the story. Basically, I had to put... Uh, post-it notes on various parts of my computer to, to let people, cause I was in a booth. I mean, that's what I did. I was on a, in a booth and I just like looked at traffic and reported traffic and I would plug my little thing into whatever different station I was going to go to. So one was the, I'm I use my, my maiden name. I'm Jamie Massey in the triple chopper traffic center. <laughs> Say that, Say that five times fast. <laughs> And I was—I can't remember the name of the station. And you weren't in a chopper at all, though, right? No. Did they have little helicopter sounds in the back? (laughs) Actually, you know what? I did it over the phone. I just call them, and I'm like, "Hey, got your traffic?" She's like, "Okay, cool." Like half the time, they wouldn't even pick up. It was this (laughs) tiny little station, like Bartow County, Georgia. It was like, 
where there was no traffic. Traffic's clear today. (laughs) There's no traffic in Bartow County, Georgia. And I don't know. It was like this little teeny trailer that they had. And it was uh, South 107, triple chopper traffic. I can't even say it. So I'd say, I'm Jamie Massey in South 107, triple chopper traffic. (laughs) Then another one I was... I'm Jamie Steele on what was the station? 790 The Zone. Oh, oh, wait, hold on. I'm Jamie Steele on Sports Talk 790 The Zone. And then I was Jamie Massey on in the so and so traffic center. They did, a lot of them had sponsors of the traffic center. Right, right. So one time we got sponsored, the uh, traffic center got sponsored by Remax. So I had to write <laughs> from the Remax hot air balloon, it's Jamie Massey. <laughs> Q100. You would never get in the hot air balloon, would you? Hell no. And they used to always try to get me to go in the, you need to take a ride in the hot air balloon. So when people ask you if you've been in the hot air balloon, you can say yes. And I'm like, or I can say no. I don't have to go in. You can't make me. I remember your story. You told us one day a long time ago about your, about the couple times you did go up in a helicopter. Oh my God. And then there's a wreck and they hover, you know, and like, you're hovering over an accident. Okay. Well, have you ever been on that ride on free fall where they take you all the way yes, up and yes, then they pull yes, you forward and then you're about to fall. Yeah. It was that feeling the entire time. <laughs> I've been in helicopters a bunch of times and I do like helicopters and I've hovered a few times and it does seem like it's moving around a lot when you hover. It's like not- we're really trusting technology right now. <laughs> <laughs> were like, you even paying attention stalled. to the roads when you were flying around in the helicopter? Oh, uh, Captain Herb, God rest his soul. I miss him dearly. He, I, I was like, <clears throat> Captain Herb, can we like move around a little bit, please? <laughs> <laughs> it is freakier when you're sitting still, isn't it? Than when you're moving. It's weird. It's like you're relying on, wow, this is this conversation went somewhere. I know. Uh, sorry. It's eclipse no, day. We can do whatever we want. It's freaky. My the world's going to end when, in three hours. We're good. <laughs> no, only the people that are standing in the path of the sandworms. <laughs> um, no, so uh, the precious magic gal Jennings, I was saying, is you have to put a post-it note in the corner oh, yes, of your computer right. so you look up and remember her name. down right now. What was it again? Okay. Why is she named this? Because when she was at Monty's uh, place, because she was my advanced course trainee, came from the middle of nowhere, wild horse. Her name was Precious because she's so ugly. They called her Precious. Then I get her home and I'm like, Lucas, what do you want to name her? And he's like, Gallop. And I'm like, "Mm, Gallop's not a great name because I can't be like, I'm going to go Gallop Gallop. Like, that's weird. (laughs) So I said, we'll make that her her middle name. And so he he call, he decides he wants to name her Magic. And then he puts it all together somehow in his four-year-old brain. And he's like, mm, she's precious Magic Gallup Jennings. Because she had to have her last name. Because it's her last name. Oh, they got, his dog is Danny Jennings. So, <laughs> <laughs> And we'll get to the report about precious Gallup Magic Jennings in a few minutes. No! <laughs> you messed it up again! <laughs> In a few minutes, but first we have to talk to our guest. And our guest today is Kate, who is the curator of the Tony Leonard Photography Collection. And I, we talked about Tony Leonard one other time on the show, and I know you have one of his prints. Uh, and I think that was when his collection was in Kentucky. And I know some.
some of our listeners went to see it. He Obviously, if you don't know the name, he is one of the most renowned photographers in the thoroughbred and the racing world. But he, I, I want to hear a little bit more today about his history, because he has an interesting history of how he got started in all of that. And we have Kate here to talk to us about it. Hi, Kate. Hi, how you doing? How did you get voted in to be the the curator of the Tony Leonard collection? Um, it was sort of accidental. We um I knew the owners of the collection for a long time and I was actually going to Ireland a lot um at the time and I needed a job that was flexible and all we were doing was kind of cataloging it and just trying to see what Tony had. And so I was doing that and eventually it just got bigger and bigger and we sort of just went from there and kept going. Uh, that was six years ago now. So and that was after he passed away, just, right? Uh, yeah, he passed away. Well, it was about a, yeah, no, he passed away in, tw- in July of 2012. So mm-hmm. it was just after that when we started. Well, now let's let's go back up. I know a lot of people are going, "Who's Tony Leonard?" That don't follow this uh, <laughs> this discipline at all, because we talk to all horse people around the world. So let's start let's start a little bit at the beginning. He was actually a performer, an entertainer, right? Yeah, he started as a lounge singer and uh, kind of an act. And his wife was a burlesque dancer, and so they were kind of in the, in the night scene more than anything. Um, and he moved to Kentucky in the late fifties. And was singing at the La Flame nightclub, and a lot of the horsemen would go there um, for drinks and stuff at night. And he was an avid hobby photographer. Um, and uh, um, uh, Mr. Bell, who owned Jonah Bell, had seen his some of his work and said, "Hey, why don't you come out and take some pictures of my uh, horses?" And Tony said, "Okay, why not?" And sort of just took off from there. And this was back in the fifties. Late 50s, early 60s. I think the first horse photography we have from him is about 64. About 64. Okay. So so he took off from there. Obviously, word of mouth. That We didn't have internet back then. So word of mouth happened, and that it was a, that was a tight-knit community in Kentucky back then. Um, so that's how he, he, he just started taking all of the, you know, visiting all these different farms? Yeah, mostly he was taking confirmation shots and things like that. And then he took a shot of Rebo at Darby Dan. And I think it was in one of the magazines, maybe Sports Illustrated or Thurber Times or something like that. And that kind of really cemented his career and made him famous. Well, and then he he had a love affair with one certain horse, and that's Secretariat. How did that come about? Yes. Um, He, at that point, he was... Um, kind of working for all the magazines and was pretty well established. And he formed a friendship with Penny Chenery and uh, Lush and uh, the trainer and everything like that. And once he photographed the Derby shot of Secretariat with all four feet off the ground, which was very famous, um, he started selling posters of him and everything like that. And he had already had a relationship with um, Seth Hancock at Claiborne. And so Seth asked him to come out and take pictures of him. And secretary, it was a really big ham and loved being photographed. As you can see from our collection, there's quite a few of him just, you know, hamming it up for the, uh, for the, for the camera. And he, uh, he just went out there a lot. He just loved him so much. So he, he has a quite a few, uh, of his in his collection. Which one do you have, Jamie? Do you have secretary 
I have one called Three Champions, and it is the three horses, a uh, beautiful headshots of the three horses that won the triple crown in the seventies. It starts with secretariat and then next to it is a headshot of Seattle slough. And then there's affirmed and that I remember as a kid walking around the Rolex trade fair, and there was always a corner booth that dedicated itself to mostly Tony Leonard photos. And I always thought, Oh, I'll get one. I'll get one. I'll get one. And then they disappeared. So there was some (laughs) sort of, drama that happened with the distribution of his photos. And then they were kind of saved by, I believe, I believe a veterinarian in Lexington actually saved things. Didn't he? Do you know what I'm talking about? um, What happened was, uh, what happened was Tony was a terrible businessman. (laughs) He's a very good photographer, but absolutely terrible at business. He never cashed checks and he didn't really pay a lot of attention to that. He just wanted to photograph um, everything instead of worrying about it. So he didn't keep his account. He's an artist. Yeah, he's an artist. Well. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So eventually he actually, him and his wife actually became a ward of the state and they were coming in and we're going to, they kind of, we're going to clean out his house and auction off what they could. And basically they were going to throw away the entire collection wow. for secretary at Seattle flu and affirmed. And so some lawyers came in on behalf of Tony who were fans of his and wanted to help out and were looking for some people to maybe kind of come in and try to help save the collection. And, um, Bobby, one of our owners, Bobby Shiflett, who owns Springs on Maine and Paris had been longtime friends with Tony as he has sold his prints in his gallery for about 25 years. That's who was at Rolex frames on Maine. That's crazy. Okay. There you go. Yep. That's Bobby. He's one of our owners. So Bobby uh, was friends with uh, John Adger, who was the bloodstock agent for Stonerside Farms in Paris and Dave uh, Sorrell, who was the CFO at Stonerside. And he had approached them to maybe see if the owners of Stonerside wanted to buy it. Um, and John and Dave fell in love with the collection and ended up with Bobby. They ended up deciding to buy it themselves. And Tony's dream was just to have it preserved and have his legacy stay on. But his, you know, he wanted his whole collection to be preserved as one as one giant thing rather than piecemealed off. So that's what right. John and Bobby and Dave did. Wow. That's amazing. Smart men. <laughs> Let's just start there. I know they were probably doing it. They liked the collection and they were doing it for his, for Tony's benefit too. Whatever. So did, did that, was that enough money that Tony then was out of the poorhouse, or what happened then? Yes. They were able to retire and Adele's still actually in a retirement home here in Lexington. Oh, okay. So she's still around then? Yes. Isn't this the story, though, of artists? Boy, oh, boy, this is like a cliche. This whole story is like a cliche. <laughs> really? Yes. A little bit. A yeah. little bit. They're not the best at, not the best at accounting. Yeah. <laughs> no, apparently not. So now, I've, I, I read that there's something like 500,000 images over 50 years in this collection. Are you, what, are you, what are you actually now physically doing with the images? I assume one of the things you're doing is digitizing them, but what, are you, what happens to them at this point? Yeah, so we've got at least 500,000 images. We've actually filled a vault with negatives, so that spans... Um, obviously the horse racing and everything like that, but it's 50 years, if not a little bit more, with 
a lot of Tony's personal work, um, a lot of his wife's work, who was also a great photographer, um, a lot of travel photography, other sports, all kinds of stuff. Um, even steeplechase, you know, there's, there's, it just covers a vast majority of subjects. Um, right now we're scanning a lot, all of them in and trying to kind of prioritize. We started with the triple crown and, you know, we're working our way through tracks and breeders cup and the queen and things like that. Um, right now we're down to farms and, uh, so we're digitizing those images and cataloging them so that we have kind of an idea of what, what we, what's in there. Um, there's a lot of images still that we haven't even looked at. Um, and then right now we're also putting together different exhibits so that people can see them in person. We have an exhibit out at the Heedley Whitney Museum in Lexington, Kentucky, and we currently have a show in Saratoga at the National Racing Hall of Fame. So you can go see them there if you're in town. Uh, we also have um, our website where you can buy the images, and we have social media where our fans help us a lot because a lot of the times we have them where Tony either mislabeled them or didn't label them at all. So we get a lot of help from our fans saying, you know, this isn't Cigar, this is Arazi, or, you know, that's not, that's Secretariat, but he's not here, he's here kind of stuff because Tony was obviously not that organized. Well, can I say something too? I was on there looking, and by the way, there's one image that I would love to have on my wall, and that's the Ron Turcott aboard Secretariat where where uh, the oh yeah that's a great one yeah where he's looking back um i really like mm-hmm. that image that's a great image and and but your images aren't that expensive either i was fully expecting to come here and find them to be hundreds of dollars no we want them to be available for for our fans we have a really strong set of tony followers and then obviously we get a lot of new fans with social media and everything like that but you, we, it's tony's artwork we we bought the the collection for it to be shared for it to be for the fans. We want it to be out there as much as possible. So we, we price it as, you know, affordable so people can get it, but also, you know, expensive enough that it's, it is the collector's item that, that you're buying. So is there, is there an image that you guys are, you're sitting around, you're looking at negatives, you've put the little glass on your eye and you look down at it and go oh my god you guys get over here you have to see this has there been a lot of those or any of those yeah oh yeah there's definitely been a lot of those um the secretary sitting in the field was was one of those we just thought that was hilarious he's just i've never seen a horse sit like that for you know a camera but he's he's kind of just sitting there that's a big fan favorite um the feeling the track at keeneland was really surprising i didn't realize i'm a little younger so i didn't realize that they ever used draft horses and um kind of like sleds to seal the track and i then didn't know they did it at keeneland at all so it was great to find that photograph which we think is probably from the mid 50s to early 60s um and it's three uh it's a mule and two draft horses going along Keeneland's track, sealing it for the next race. It's a great photograph. Um, you know, there's been, there's been quite a few. We found a picture of Seattle's blue that was running in the field that we really, really love. Uh, it's just a great picture of his face in motion. And it's actually on a license plate right now, which you can get in Kentucky uh, that benefits keep. So there's been, there's been quite a few and there's a couple that we haven't put up yet that we are kind of waiting to see what we want to do with it. But yeah, it's almost, almost daily that we go through and say, Oh wow, look at this. And sometimes it's a famous horse and sometimes just an incredible image on its own. Um, we also really love the repo. He's uh repo came over 
here for a season to stand. And I guess he was such a mean horse that the insurance wouldn't um, let him get back on a plane to go back to Europe. So Darby Dan kept him, but he was so dangerous that he had a double fence instead of a normal size fence. So there's a great shot that Tony got of him rearing up on his hind legs. And, you know, he's, he looks humongous because he's got this huge double fence behind him. So that's one of our favorites as well. Wow. (laughs) And I'm looking here and it seems like there's a few people that are standing out here looking at secretariat and I'm sorry, is that the queen of England? Yes. Tony was her personal photographer on both her trips over here in I think 84 and 86. We've got quite a few images of the queen with some great horses. Uh, One of our favorite images of the queen is actually where she is feeding a peppermint to, I'd say he's about 30 at the time, to the Stallion Roundtable, who I think her father, there's some connection there, like her father bred him or bred his sire or something like that. I'm not sure it says it on our, our website, but uh, she had a personal connection with Roundtable out of Claiborne, and it's a great image. You can see the big house in the background, and she's lovingly feeding him a peppermint, and it's just it's it's, it's a fantastic moment that he captured. Wow! So these are, I'm I'm on the uh, the Tony Leonard collection. Just if you Google it, it's the dash Tony dash Leonard dot dash collection, um, and these. These photos, you guys have a higher purpose doing this for sure. I mean, what an amazing way to bring. I think there's a picture of Affirmed. And I love, I'm such a fan of Aladar and Affirmed. And there's like pictures of them together on the track. Affirmed and Aladar just like walking together at the track. I mean, this is stuff that you just don't get to see. Um, And thanks to all the work that y'all have done, you've you've just made it possible, you know? Yeah, we really want to capture what he was able to put forward. I mean, he was there for some of the greatest moments in racing history. Obviously, the three Triple Crown winners in the 70s, the matches against Dalidar and Affirmed, which that's the one of them on the track at Saratoga is just a stunning image. You would think it was taken yesterday. You would not think it was taken in that's you know, the thing is, 78 or, or whatever it is. These are so preserved, I guess, because they were just like left as in the dark, you know, <laughs> so they all look really good. Yeah, we found most of it was in cabinets and um, some of them were in shoeboxes. And I mean, we found them, you know, we've had to really organize them. They, If, if you look on our uh, website, you can go to our blog and you can actually see inside our vault where we keep them. And you can see Tony's sort of, you know, one man's filing system is another man's mess or I guess the other way around. But it's just, you know, it was, right. it was crazy when we first started. It was not organized by any means or you know, that wasn't like, here's one drawer and it's all Keeneland and here's all of the farmed and here's all of flu. It was, these could be anywhere. So we're still finding as we go through, you know, we think we found all the secretariat shots and then we'll go through a drawer that's UK basketball and all of a sudden there's a roll of secretariat. Well, that's the thing I'm looking through here. He didn't just, if he didn't just do racehorses. I mean, he did a little bit of everything. Uh, Absolutely. Some of his travel photography and his personal photography is actually some of my favorite stuff because he got a little more artistic um, with that. Now, he did do a lot of artistic shots with the horses, especially on the farm. But, you know, when you're at the track, you're kind of just doing sport photography. There's it's You don't get more than a second to capture that image. So you don't get a lot of artistic license. But in his personal photography, he really, really shined. And especially, honestly, some of my favorite stuff of his personal stuff is his burlesque pinup 
shocked. We have a lot of stuff like that. As I said, his wife was a uh, burlesque do- uh, dancer and a pinup model. So her and all her friends would model for him all the time. And there's some great stuff from, you know, mid fifties to mid seventies that are just classic calendar kind of shots that are really neat to see. I'm looking too. And I see he, he, he got a lot. He, he seemed to focus a lot on the celebrities too, at the races. I see Zsa Zsa Gabor here. Yep. And, uh, yeah. That seemed fun. It must be fun to find those too. Yeah, Tony was also a bit of a ham. So he he obviously started as a lounge singer and probably had aspirations to be a famous singer himself or have some sort of celebrity. So I think he really enjoyed his status as, you know, access with the photography. And he was friends with a lot of his clients, a lot of the owners and things like that. So, you know, he went to all the parties. He was at, you know, Anita Madden's Derby party every year and things like that. And he really enjoyed hobnobbing and rubbing elbows with, you know, anybody that had any kind of fame. So we've got a lot of, a lot of celebrities, a lot of fun stuff, especially from Hollywood Park and things like that. Well, this would make great gifts as Christmas is coming up sooner than we all think. This would really make great gifts for the, uh, for the thoroughbred lover in your life. Had just, uh, we'll put a link in our show notes to the collection. <clears throat> where you can buy the prints, and we'll also put it on our Facebook page. I think Jennifer's already done that at Horses in the Morning. This is terrific, and thanks for all your work to uh, to save this. I mean, basically, you took it out of the dumpster and are making it into something, and wow, to think that this all could have been lost. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It was it was very close to being to being thrown out, so we're really, really happy that we got the opportunity to to do this and it's been a great time and it's it's a treasure hunt every day and it's it's so much fun and we just we all knew tony personally and we all loved him and it's it's an honor to be able to to preserve this collection for him and to get it out to all our great fans and you call this how a job. fun <laughs> it is how fun aside from like dust and me sneezing a lot it would be like the dream job just to be, it's like a treasure hunt like you said <laughs> it really is yeah you do come out of the vault a little a little covered in dust but it's 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 absolutely worth it, especially when you find, you know, that one photo that you had no idea existed. And it's just like, wow, this is this is really cool. Well, I know she'll be leaving the vault in about a couple hours because uh, she'll see the eclipse almost full there in Lexington. So you guys are going to have fun uh, yep. this afternoon. And thank you so much for joining us today. Really appreciate what a fascinating story and uh, and uh, so glad that it ended up with a happy ending here. Yeah, thanks so much for having it. We are too. We do a lot of great things with it. Well, good. We'll look forward to it. Thanks a bunch. Thanks. You have a good day. I I see about ten of them in here. I want now. Oh my gosh, they're not they're that just expensive amazing. either. They're really not. And That's you know, it. you think I think of Tony Leonard as the portrait portraiture, if right. you will, um, of the horses. And no, he was on point with he was just everywhere like he a 16 everywhere. by 20 of the ron turcott one that i really like about our board secretariat it mm-hmm. is 49 dollars. yeah mean, no you know. it's basically the the cost of printing it you know that like you they're more affordable than a horse show photographer this is a great you. gift idea by the way if you know that you're someone has a favorite God, uh, we get resource. the hint glenn <laughs> got it <laughs> Just We're going to get you something for Christmas, okay? Great you gift idea. Like I'll pick up a few. I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's talk about Omega Alpha. Now, we had a question from a listener. I don't know if you want to tackle this or we'll give it to uh, we'll give it to Dr. Chang. It's up to you. Well, is Dr. Chang here to answer it? No. He'll be here next week, though. 
Okay, then I'll I'll do my best if you want. What's the question? Okay, I'm, the I'm question no expert. Is, Jamie, I have a neighbor who has a mule with COPD, and since you're the unofficial Miss Omega Alpha, <laughs> I, <love that>. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'd check and see if you have any suggestions. Oh gosh, okay. COPD is chronic obstructive pulmonary disorder. Well, there you did better and, than I did already. I knew it was a breathing <laughs> thing. That's what I do. It's a breathing thing. And I believe Dr. Chang has, because yeah, I, I've never had did. a horse that, expl- you know, talked to, had COPD, but I've had horses within Arizona having trouble with the dust and they cough considerably more than a normal horse would when you start exercising. So COPD, if I can just point you in the direction of contacting Omega Alpha. But first things first is I had the best experience with airwaves, uh, the equine airwaves that they have. I gave it to, it was my old event horse jet and he just, you take him out to ride him and Arizona is so dusty. Oh, it's just, the dust is insane. So he would cough probably like 15 times and then he was fine, but he was like clearing it out all the dust out of his nasal passages and lungs and just sits in there, I guess. And, and it was getting embarrassing when you take him places because they're coughing. Yeah. When yeah, you, people nobody, are thinking you're abusing your horse somehow, yeah, you're not exactly. taking care of them. You're not treating them, you know? Exactly. So I'm, I'm going to go on here. I'll see. I've got, well, they got a bunch of products. I mean, they have respi-free is one and you give it, um, like pre event, you give 60 CCs by the dosing syringe. You just put it in there and it doesn't taste terrible. It's got peppermint eucalyptus in it and all sorts of other things that are good for the, the, the lungs. And then they have Herbicoff, which I think is more for the COPD, the chronic stuff. It's Herbicoff. When you get started on everything, they recommend that you start with the lung flush, the lung flush, and it is a lung flush. I highly recommend that. And I know they would encourage you to start with that and then go to the, I I did lung flush and then respirefree is what I did with jet. And I had, it went away. I mean, it went away. So I didn't even have to keep them on it forever or anything like that. It just, just solved the problem. So lung flush and then respirefree is what I did. But COPD might be a little different and dosing a donkey might be a little different. So uh, good luck with that. Yeah, def- <laughs> definitely uh, you call them up and ask them. That's what they're there for. Yeah, they, hey, we they are not are veterinarians. Really so what we talk about is purely from our experience, but definitely call them up and ask them. And also, Jennifer, I think we did a he and I think Dr. Chang talked about COPD one day. So mm-hmm. we'll look that up and we'll see if we can reference that episode back too. but yeah, just go to their website, OmegaAlphaEquine.com and look under respiratory and there's a there's five different products there. Uh, so we hope that, that but contact them because they can they they uh, it's customer service that's actually friendly and nice and helpful <laughs> like, that, as that opposed it's thing. not like you're calling the cell phone to the cable <laughs> company they're like uh you let 47 minutes to be on hold and we're not going to help you uh so they are actually really nice and helpful so give them a call well I'll go to uh, omegaalphaequine.com one of the, one thing that happened uh, over the weekend too, and and this is for the people of of age like me, uh, and our listeners who are of age like me. Probably not so much Jamie, but I grew up in the days of three channels on TV, and one of those channels only pl- replayed old movies. And of those old movies, I hate old movies. By the way, I still don't watch old movies, especially if they're black and white. Except. 
if Jerry Lewis was in them. And, you know, I was probably, what, nine, ten years old watching these, and Jerry Lewis was like my comedic hero. His his just, his body language and his slapstick comedy, I just loved it, Jerry Lewis. And we lost Jerry Lewis over the weekend. He was 91 years old, and boy, some of those years in the telethon, he wasn't looking so good. He had that disease, and I, I was actually surprised he made it this long, but he was 91 years old, and he was just one of my one of my comedic heroes growing up. And of course he did the telethon for so many years and he ended the telethon every time with the song. And I just want to play that song. This is actually from 1987 from the Jerry Lewis telethon, but he ended oh. every year and it was called you'll never walk alone. And then we're going to follow that serious moment up with some teenage drama in just a minute. <laughs> When you walk through a storm Keep your head up high And don't be afraid of the dark At the end of the storm Is a golden sky and the sweet silver song of a life. Walk on through the wind. Walk on through the rain. Though your dreams be tossed and blown. Walk on, walk on With hope in your heart And you'll never, never walk alone You'll never walk alone Jerry Lewis. Rest in peace, Jerry. Well, we are now going to head over, change gears totally after that. Uh, and I got to clear myself because he helped so many people with muscular did. dystrophy. It was just, he was such an amazing guy. <clears throat> now I'm going to 
We need to talk about what's going to happen. You got to like snap me out of this. I know. Sorry about that, but it was a perfect song for today for him. I think to honor him. So teenage social media drama. For some reason, Jamie just falls into teenage social media drama. Anytime you no, this gets sent to me. This gets sent to me. But it gets sent to you by all the all of those kiddos that were at your barn over the years. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) They did well. That's usually who sends them to me, and I did have to. Uh, just so you guys know, I was unable, Glenn wouldn't let me do the one that talked about how, okay. I didn't let you, you guys, do it for a reason, so we'll just get started I, right I'll now. Just, no, 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 real quick. <laughs> just, I, I'm not going to talk about why, but it was a little girl, it was a teenager who, her sugar gliders died, and so she had to go get some guinea pigs. And gliders. like, it was this whole thing about how <laughs> her sugar gliders sugar died. Gliders? I didn't, I didn't even know what it was. I had to look it up. It's like a little squirrel. Yeah. And her, her two sugar lighters died because the pet sitter left the gate open or left the cage open and the dog got them. Oh, no. But um, <laughs> oh, no. it's okay because she went to PetSmart and found guinea pigs. <laughs> <laughs> so, so she's at peace with it all now because she has her love of her life for the guinea pig. And somebody sent that to me because I like guinea pigs, uh, but I'm not that crazy. (laughs) Your dogs would eat the guinea pigs, too. I think think the guinea pigs would be in trouble. (laughs) And now it's time for Teenage Social Media Drama. (laughs) Hey, guys. I need advice right now. My boyfriend, Dylan, says that I spend too much time at the barn and not enough time with him. I mean, seriously? Like, how am I supposed to get ready for the classic if I don't practice with my trainer? But, oh my God, you guys, I'm so totally in love with him and I don't want to lose him. He is literally like the best thing that has ever happened to me. But my horse is totally cool, too. She's an OTTB mare. Literally my heart horse. What do I do? I love Dylan so much. I don't want to mess this up. I'm already so tired from sneaking out with him this weekend. We totally didn't get caught. We (laughs) stayed out. We stayed out until 3 a.m. And I had to leave for a horse show at 6 OMG, I am so totally exhausted. I get my license next year, so maybe it's going to be so much easier when I can drive. I can go out to the barn and then meet him at his house after. (laughs) Of course, I totally have to go home and shower first because he doesn't like the smell of horses at all. So what was the advice she needed? <laughs> Thanks to do Chad. These for, people, do these yeah, kids girl. realize that this is open to the public to read and that mom and dad are probably going to hear about her out till three in the morning? I used to get in trouble. Do you remember when, um, I, well, when I was in high school, you'd have to pass notes. And people would write a note and yeah, there give were it no to cell you. phone texting back. That was our texting back then. <laughs> was that our, was texting. Yes. And I would always get in trouble because I would put the note in my pocket and my mom would do laundry. Uh. And she'd be like, <laughs> you were 
you're just a dumb teenager. <laughs> All the time, I would get busted to the point where, I was like, uh, but I was I was dumb enough to not stop writing notes. What do you mean you did? Who is Brian? Uh, and why did he say that to you, Mom? He's like cute. Okay, you are grounded. <laughs> anyway. Notes on the teacher. The teachers loved okay. notes because if they caught you passing a note, they would read it to the entire class. The entire class. Every and my mom would time. read everything. And then she would read it to my dad. I think and, teachers you know, lived teachers for that, didn't they? They lived for that, finding notes. Oh, they had to. They <laughs> had to. How much fun would that be? <laughs> well, we're doing it now, pretty much. You just read a note. <laughs> I know. And you would think that that person's parent would go on and check their social media accounts and make sure. Uh, what do you mean you snuck out? Yeah. You are three grounded. in the morning at the age of 15 because next year she gets her license, right? <laughs> That's true. She's not even 16, 15 years old. Oh, well. <laughs> now the whole world knows. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. We didn't use any names there, did we? Of course, the teacher would have. So, there well, you go. I should have maybe changed her boyfriend's name, but it was so fitting. My boyfriend, Dylan. Yeah, Dylan. Like every boy in high school is named Dylan right now. Is that right? That's the name of the yeah. day. There were no That's... Dylans when I was in high school. See, but the, the, I think the people that have teenage boys named Dylan uh, back then, Dylan from 90210 uh, was popular. So maybe. That's why there's so many Dylans now. I don't know. Dylan huh. sounds like a soap opera star name, doesn't it? Dylan. It was on 90210, okay? That's Dylan was pretty the, close. the dark brooding one. <laughs> pretty. I can honestly so say hot. I'm proud to announce that I've never watched one episode of 90210. Just saying. I mean, I did until they got this spin-off of Melrose Place, and it was just too much. I couldn't keep up. <laughs> Kristen is so happy she's joined <laughs> us right now from Horse Nation. Hi, Kristen. Good morning. How are you? Do you know any Dylans? Uh, no, I was just thinking, though, one of our Pertrons is named Derek. I was like, that's a weird horse name. That is kind like, of a weird Dylan, horse Derek, name. any of those people <laughs> names don't translate too well to horse names. Sometimes. I thought Derek is a hot guy name. Yeah. Kind of hot guy I mean, name. he's a pretty hot horse, but. Um, Isn't he McDreamy like on Grey's Anatomy? Was Derek? See, I don't know. You lost me there. So. <laughs> I don't know. I just watched zombies on Game of Thrones. That's all I saw. <laughs> That's all I watch anymore. <laughs> Kristen, I thought all draft horse names were Bob. And well, like and you that. know, normally they are. Like, they're nice one-syllable names that you can yell. And yeah, my dad, or uh, yeah, my father-in-law's team is Tyrone, Randy, Derek, and, well, Chuck. Chuck is one-syllable. <laughs> Chuck, but Chuck is good. Chuck is a good name. Good. I like Chuck. I like Chuck. But, yeah. yeah, but he's kind of the oddball in those in those four names, isn't he? And then there's Chuck. Yeah, but he's always the one getting yelled at, so it works. Oh, it works. Did you say Tyrone? Chuck, you know? Tyrone, yeah. Tyrone, Tyrone's a good boy. Yeah, we don't have to yell. We shorten that to Ty, so that's a little easier. Okay. But, <laughs> can't believe it. But yeah, name. I don't know. They came with the names. I was like, can't, can't we change this? Like, Derek is just... A little weird, but yeah, it's kind so. of weird. He's supposed to be the hot one in class. Uh, is he good looking, Derek? He is. He's our he's our cart horse too. There he's you our, go. Our real That's snappy, perfect. fancy guy. So it works. It works for him. But ironically, though, I mean, my husband's name is Eric. So I was like, oh, we can't no. have a horse named Derek, and your son is also <laughs> named Eric. But they stuck with it. So Derek and Eric is what we got. So <laughs> I need a picture of them together. Yeah. Do you get them mixed up? By the way. Derek and Eric? Yeah. Not normally. Okay, I mean, they good. don't look too similar, but 
you know, sometimes it's a little confusing. So it's well, been a long day at the barn. That's not why Kristen is here, but it was fun anyway. <laughs> so Kristen is here because she's joining us for the Wacky World of Horses from Horse Nation. Before we start anything else, have you heard from Leslie? I have. I got an email from her last night which I guess is her morning. So she was back in the city and excited to come home, but I'm sure she's got plenty of stories. So I'm really excited to, to hear from her. So she'll definitely have a, a plenty of stories to tell. I'm sure for you guys on the air, but also on horse nation. So, and, so keep an uh, eye out for that. Do you know when the first great. one's coming? Do we know? Uh, let me go back and check. I think I she thought she by the end of this work week, over there so. in their big city. Yeah, I also saw a picture of her with a giant bottle of Mongolian vodka. So, you know, take all that. Kissing it. Salt. Kissing yes, exactly. It. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> she thinks by the end of this week, which I, you know, if I were her, I'd be like, I'm gonna go sit in the hot tub for a week and, you know, talk yeah. to you guys. She has next like time, a, but, a you know, 25 hour flight, too. So that's true. She's got plenty, plenty of time on her hands. So a lot of time on a plane <laughs> or 12 planes, however many it takes to get from there to here. <clears throat> I, I don't even know. It was something like Mongolia to China to somewhere else, maybe then back to Tennessee. I don't know. It's a lot of flying. Have you guys at uh, media, is it media nation, nation, nation media? Have you guys caught up on your sleep yet? Uh, I'm just catching up. Um, yeah. I mean, we actually, we all chatted, I think, what was that? Thursday? Well, Wednesday, the, the first morning we had all had like mongolian themed like well i had nightmares but lorraine had you know happy dreams but i was like oh my god our little leslie's out there all alone on the step but yeah we're life is returning back to normal again so normal-ish as normal as it is in nation media which is probably not very normal at all so well, i wanted to tell the listeners uh, give them an update uh, we will have leslie on for an entire episode uh that is being worked out by tommy right now tommy's working out the date uh, as soon as he talks to her again he's going to get that figured out we're working we're looking toward next monday or wednesday at this point we'll clear the whole show and it'll be all 90 minutes with leslie and we are going we'll have her tell her stories the first half and then we'll allow you guys to call in and chat with her the second half we know that so many of you supported her and donated uh to her to her fundraiser and and just we're so supportive the whole way so we want you to be able to have a chance to chat with her in person so we'll do i'm really excited for that that's going to be really nice yeah we'll open the phone lines for that and uh and we'll just keep we'll make leslie stay for as long as they keep calling well just three hours later leslie will be saying thank you thank you um (laughs) the other fun thing that happened what thursday is that uh kristen and horse nation joined the party on equestrians have talent so now we're working together on equestrians have talent and kristen is going to co-host with me the stable scoop episodes and it looks like we have enough entry so far we could use a couple more Uh, but we have extended the deadline for entries because you guys have joined on to next Monday, a week from today, the 28th. So as long as you get your entries in through the 28th, that will work just fine. And we have enough to make three episodes out of it. We're going to have vote. You guys are going to vote on the winners at the end of each episode, and then we're going to have a grand finale. And Jamie, Kristen had a good idea. She said, you know, in the grand finales of all, like America's Got Talent and those, they always have a mm-hmm. big star come in on the finale show. Um, we need a big star. Listen, all you had to do was ask. I, Glenn. I'd I be happy to. You would volunteer to come on and <laughs> sing and play your guitar on that day. I'd be happy to. I thought I, I am honored that you would ask. Yeah, <laughs> I thought absolutely. So. I, you're the biggest star we could come up with. So <laughs> that's sad. So, huh? but uh, you actually really want a celebrity. So yeah, I know that's that's the hard part. Is but you're the only one we know. 
So. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I thought you were being sarcastic. <laughs> no, 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 Glenn. She's at the top of the list. She's oh, not the that's only one. right. I got it wrong. We practiced <laughs> that too earlier. I got it. Sorry, Kristen. We rehearsed. So that I'm on. I'm actually on the list, though. That's a, that's, that's kind of. <laughs> Kind of honored. So wow. you're just not supposed to tell her how many people are on the list. Glenn, that's yeah. All. Well, so far she was the only one. Um, right. So, but she's at the top. Right, but you right could the add more above me at any time. I understand. Yeah, we have a week. All right. So if anybody <laughs> has any ideas, you know, if anybody has any ideas of uh, like a big name writer that sings or done national anthems before or something, let us know. Uh, let us know. You know, we do know Templeton Thompson. We could have her come on, but that's kind of, she's a, she's a big name in our world. We could have her come on. We could have you two Did do I a duet. Did I just get bumped? Did I just get bumped? You could do a duet. There you go. Yeah. Only if I get to sing Barn Cat. <laughs> I want That's your entry. You have to do Barn Cat as your entry. You would win. The our listeners would vote for that in a minute. I love that idea. It's not going to happen. <laughs> It's not, I cannot learn that song. <laughs> that would be perfect. All right, so get your entries in. Go to horseradionetwork.com slash talent. All the details are right there. And thank you, Kristen, for helping us out and for joining me to do that. It'll be fun. Oh, thanks for bringing Horse Nation along. This is going to be good. What are we talking really about today, excited. though, from Horse Nation? Well, uh, we have an ongoing series um, that I thought it'd be fun to share called Fantasy Farm Thursday. Um, that is written by Lorraine Jackson. Uh, half of the appeal with Fantasy Farm Thursday is certainly the properties that she finds, which are, you know, usually several million dollars. Hence the name Fantasy Farm Thursday, not like, let me go out and scrape together the change I find in the car Thursday. Um, and the other half of the appeal is the way in which Lorraine presents them, which is usually pretty hysterical. So uh, if you scroll down through the collection of Fantasy Farm Thursdays on Horse Nation, it's just like barn after barn of, you know, like this is the $11 million gingerbread barn in Germany, the $1.6 million Milwaukee Wonderland. Um, oh, the quaint 20 million farm in Connecticut for the girl who loves Jane Austen and McLean Ward equally. Um, so there's a lot of just like great properties, you know, for all of our super wealthy listeners and readers who just, you know, have several millions sitting around who want to invest in a new property. Um, her most recent fantasy farm was the $12 million unique Manhattan suburb estate. So, you know, if you decide you want to have your East Coast property, guys, just, you know, 12 million is all you need. So that's right outside of the city. So you get all the, the pleasures of city living plus your, uh, oh, let's see, 21.9 acres, uh, including four sand dry rings, um, an octagonal two-story viewing room, because why not? Uh, 12 oversized stalls with an African chrysanthemum spray to deter bugs. I didn't even know that was a thing. Is, what is so, that? <laughs> I, uh, some kind of like natural bug spray, I guess, I, that they've got piped into the stalls and it just sprays they fly all the time. over it's, from Africa daily to read. You know. <laughs> probably, yes. Yeah. Yeah. They're just hand pressing it and, you know, making your bug spray right on site. That's, I guess, this is how the other, you know, the, the upper crust lives that they have these, these amenities just naturally in their barns. Oh, there's a 50 foot saltwater pool. I don't know. Oh, that's that's not for the horses. That's for the people. Oh, my bad. That's for the house. Um, but yeah, definitely uh, keep an eye out on Thursdays. Well, uh, I'm going to crappy little Connecticut property, and I'm going to up you one because it just came on the market over the weekend. An 18-acre equestrian estate outside of Santa Barbara, California. 
It's a. It's called Tuscany Oak Farm. It's owned by Robert Fell, a former avid polo player. And oh, I, there's a link there. You guys can go look at this. <laughs> um, it has an 8,000-square-foot mansion with five bedrooms. It... Uh, it is a monolith. <laughs> oh my god! It's so California. <laughs> it is. Look so at the house. I know it's crazy. It's like it looks like Barbie should just be standing out in front of it. Yeah, with like, Ken. with her high heeled shoes yes. holding her horse. <laughs> yeah, like and Ken is a polo player. Uh, yeah, it, there are security cameras throughout the eighteen acres because you know you have to keep an eye on your estate. Well, duh. Yes. Yeah. So and it has an eight hundred square foot pool house with gym and a one bedroom apartment where you put the river. Uh, but these paddocks are absolutely gorgeous, uh, and the house is just over the top. I mean, just oh over the gosh. top. Yeah. Wow! Look at it. Looks like a resort. It does. What is? Is that the house? That's the house. It's look at just that! Crazy columns and and marble everywhere. I could live in this, though. I think with, I could live in the one bedroom apartment <laughs> with a few of our friends. We need to go together, Jamie. <laughs> This is incredible. I mean, I'm just looking at it going, uh, are you guys talking about the one that's seven miles from Santa Barbara? Yes. Yes. Oh, my gosh. This is like not, this isn't even real. It looks, it should be on one of those shows, Castles in the U.S. But, you know, just. It seems a little confused. Like, there's like these big, like the big swoopy pool room. And then there's like the antique door and then like the weird brick room. I'd be happy to be confused there. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Yeah, just wander. From I think you and about and fifty no of your friends could be confused there. Uh, yeah, it's well, you know, five we minutes from the beach. Hey guys, you just walk to the beach. Christmas. We, uh, I pick venture one. if we looked and added all three of our lifetime incomes together, we couldn't pay the property taxes for one year on this. How much is yeah, this I bet place? You're exactly uh, right. This place is only uh, twenty six point five million. Oh my god, it's worth it. <laughs> I need it. it actually jennifer could probably look it up on zillow and we could see what the property taxes are yeah, there you go <laughs> gotta be a million right well that's fun all right what else do you have <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh boy uh all right well pony finals is wrapped up now um but prior to the start of pony finals uh our writer megan delille um, she proposed some perfect pony finals awards for the pint sized adult rider. Um, she is much Jamie. shorter than I am. Shorter That's not me. Um, Jamie's pint sized. What I do? Jamie's pint sized. Perfect. Here you go, Jamie. These are all pony awards for you. Oh, um, good. Such as the Pony Stop and Pop Award, um, which is awarded to the best rider who stayed on during a dirty stop and demonstrated the best use of their crop to encourage the little booger to hop on over the fence in question. <laughs> You've done that a that few times. That sound like you? <laughs> My pony never stops, Glenn. She hasn't learned how to jump yet, though. So. <laughs> no, the pony you is see, If you never teach case. her to jump, yeah. she'll never learn to stop. So there go. <laughs> I'll just drive her. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Uh, the Stop That Award, um, that's given to the rider who shows the best horsemanship in the middle of a pony temper tantrum and is best able to encourage the pony to go forward despite the meltdown. Bonus points for the amount of grit in their voice as they tell the pony to stop that. Stop <laughs> that it! Right. I'm selling this pony! Having owned many ponies, I'm relating to this. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think the last time I was asked to school a pony that had dumped a kid, it dumped me too. So, and like, you're like I six definitely... foot tall. <laughs> so. 
I, yeah, well, I wrote this was a, even before I hit that that growth spurt. But yeah, it was just man down. Like, but it's true though. Like, I rode a client's pony this past week, and it is a little pony. His name is Dune Buggy, and he's the cutest thing ever. And my <laughs> God, that center of gravity is just different. He spun one way, and I'm like, I, I, it was like the cartoon. I was in midair for a second, just sitting there, hovering. Fortunately, I was able to hover back over and get on him. I think he kind of bolted back under me, so I was able to to stick it. But like, it does. They just boop, done. It sounds like you get the teeny tiny teeter totter award. Um, oh, really? The the smaller the pony, the more you look like a teeter totter riding in a half seat around the ring. This <laughs> award is given to the rider who most looks like they will just totter right off the pony, but yep. does not. Yay! I get an award. <laughs> there you go. You're the tiny. Teeny tiny teeter totter. Yes, <laughs> that's you. Can I just say too that pony is the best name pony name ever. <laughs> so yeah, Dune buggy. buggy. That's Dune awesome. Buggy, that's great. <laughs> I love it. Pony names are the best. Like, how many ponies have you ever met named Pillow Talk? Like Pillow Talk, Daddy's Little Boat. Like pony names are way better than horse names. That's true. I'm not going to get a <laughs> pony. I'm just saying I'll, I'll stick with Derek. But like Precious Magic Gallop Jennings is that like the best pony name ever? Yes. Yeah. Have you bought you know a unicorn really? horn yet? No, I but I need one. Oh my horn. gosh. I just saw those this morning. I have to get her a unicorn <laughs> horn. She- and I, I, I just, the more I ride her, I just think that the next award is never going to go to her. Aside from being small, she's not very attractive. And the next <laughs> award that you have is the <laughs> award. Yeah. 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 This one does not have as much to do with the rider as it does the pony. But this title will be awarded to the pair that gets the most amount of squeeze of adoration when they enter the ring. People, when I enter the ring, they're going to be like, oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, she get that <laughs> What is that thing? Yeah, is that a pony? Bless her heart. Yeah, bless her heart. <laughs> oh, bless her heart. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, yeah. <laughs> Poor kid. He's going to be, that pony is going to be picked last for dodgeball every time. Every time, <laughs> <laughs> we just got to make her really good at dodgeball. That's what we have to do. And that's that's what that's what my goal is, just to make her really good at whatever she's going to be doing, and then she'll be fine. And it's really fun, uh, Kristen. You're talking about pony names, uh, Precious Magic Gallop Jennings. I just call her Magic at home, and so I get to say, "Hey, you guys, I'm going to go out and ride. I'm going to go work some magic." Yeah, Come on, Ooh, that's cool. good one. That that's doesn't get one. old after about three times, does it? It never gets old. Chad rolls I'm like, I'm gonna go work magic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's like, okay, fine. Cool. Hilarious. Yay. Well, we have, we have Kristen here from Horse Nation, and Kristen, I got to talk to you about this last one. This is so on the money. This one was by is it Mor- Morgan? 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 Yeah. Morgan Schmidt? Yeah. Morgan. Yeah. yeah, she is our uh, weekly <clears throat> horse comic. Um, so, she, yeah, she does a horse cartoon every Wednesday. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, this this last one she did is, yeah, exactly. It's on the money. So If equestrians um, were honest with their – oh, sorry, guys. I thought that was off. If equestrians were honest with their Facebook posts, go over a couple of those. Yeah. Well, is that I mean, you know, like on, on social media. Yeah, yeah that's always... the eclipse has started. No, it isn't. Oh, started. No, it isn't. No. no. <laughs> Glenn's phone was a. Uh, I set my alarm. The eclipse is starting. <laughs> I'm ready. I got to go outside, guys. You guys, See ya. I got to go. <laughs> We're not until later. Fun. 
<laughs> Ignore him, please. Uh, okay, so you know, you know, everyone puts on their social media like you know all the blue ribbons they won and all the great things they did. But you know, like on social media, you can really craft your life, you know, to show other people what you did. So Morgan oh, yeah. imagines if equestrians were honest with their Facebook posts. So um, I must have this because I oh, feel yeah. like when I had a baby, I was like, I, I literally, seriously had to pull chicken poop out of my baby's mouth. And I, and I find it amazing. And then I look at people that have these like beautiful little like happy lives. And I thought, well, they've never had to pull chicken poop out of their kid's mouth. And I just, I thought it can't be real. These beautiful lives. These people live with their babies. Somebody has to get puked on and it can't be just me. Who's getting puked on by their baby. So you've done a horse one. Oh, this is fantastic. Oh yeah. Yeah. The horse version. Uh, had a totally mediocre ride today at the show and fell middle of the pack in my class. Hashtag standard. You know, rather it. than, oh, look at all my blue ribbons. Look at what I did. Oh my God, it's only one. <laughs> Rode bareback today because I'm too lazy to tack up. I see that yeah. one a lot, actually. Yeah, you do see people saying, <laughs> I may have done I that. yeah, you, you do see that one. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's one for Glenn in there. I wonder if Glenn can pick it out. Uh, uh, number three, I didn't clean my bridle today. Probably won't tomorrow either. Hashtag big great treats. That's okay, a new mine one. Would I have like, to I like say, I didn't clean my bridle this year. I probably won't this year either. Uh, <laughs> next year it's gone too. Yeah. It's not Glenn just gets a new harness. He doesn't clean. Yeah. It. Just... <laughs> <laughs> this is too dirty for me. Uh, I like number four. Won my class today because I was the only one in it. <laughs> oh, see, I like, I like to own that. Like I totally got my first blue ribbon. I learned that Granted, years I was ago when we started this show. And then I started asking her how many were in the class. And she got mad at me every time. <laughs> like, stop asking Glenn. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's all bad. about. That's irrelevant. Like, I, I got there and I signed up. I'm a winner. Okay. doesn't matter how many people were in the class. Shut up. Oh, yeah, I, all, I think you know, mine with Scooter, let's see if Jennifer was thinking this was what it was. Number 12, today I worked on transitions. We walked a lot. <laughs> well, that one fits too. Absolutely. Hash- I like yeah. the hash- hashtag next is Velvet, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's my motto, pretty much. Uh, oh, 15. I guess we've, most of us have probably done this. Someone was hogging the bathroom, so I peed in my horse's stall while chatting with the people in the barn aisle. Hashtag modesty. Hashtag sorry, not sorry. <laughs> I We've all done that. It really freaks some people out. I'm like, I took out, just go in the stall. I'm fine. Or somebody comes over. I'm like, don't come in here. I'm peeing. <laughs> I might as well tell you ahead of time before you walk in and get really freaked out. Right. Yeah. Before they you know, stride right in with their horse. I'm like, who doesn't pee in their horse's stall? Hello. I think that's it's one of those like equestrian rites of passage when you're finally like, you know what? I could just, you know, I'll pee here. Yeah. And you're like, I've I done mean, it. This, I've made it in the horse world. Peed in the stall. Yeah. Peed in a trailer. You broke it in. Yeah, exactly. Oh, let's see. I jumped cross rails today. Hashtag Tokyo 2020. <laughs> Me. That's yeah. Jennifer. Jennifer, way to go, girl. <laughs> So I love it. This is if equestrians were honest on Facebook and now I'll have to do a post of like, if parents were actually honest on Facebook. So well, you could, you could change the world with this, like honest on Facebook, hashtag honesty on Facebook. We need that. Yeah, we do. Real thing. Mm. Yeah. I love it. All right. Well, thank you, Kristen. This is great. 
Thank you so much. I'm so looking forward to when we can all sit down and have a nice fireside chat with Leslie Wiley. It's going to be yes, good. That's going to be so fun. Yes. Yeah. I can't wait to hear some of her. Yeah. The stories that we didn't hear on the Twitter oh, feed. <laughs> I know. It's going to be amazing. Well, apparently, and I know this from Inside Source, apparently there were a few. So we will be hearing about a few that we didn't hear on the Twitter feed. Oh, God. I cannot wait to hear her describe the horse running away with her stuff. That's Has anyone heard if they have found that horse yet? Everybody I mean, I know they find it eventually, but <laughs> I'm you sure it would heard. turn up at some point because it's owned by someone, but you know, I'm sure yeah. he's fine. Yeah, I'm sure he's out there eating grass with the saddle still <laughs> playing <attached>. with <laughs> playing with Leslie's cell phone. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Taking selfies. Well, Kristen, thank you so much. <laughs> Remember to get your talents in. You have one week. Uh, we're extended it to next Monday. So go to horseradionetwork.com slash talent and horsenation.com. Thanks, Kristen. Thank you, guys. Have a good Thanks, one. Thanks, Bye-bye. <laughs> we will let you know as soon as we know about when Leslie is going to be here so you guys can plan to take off work, take a break, so you can call in, whatever. And I've been asked about 10 people asked, if I have to work, can I leave voicemails? Yes, we're going to do that, too. We know that a lot of you supported her, so we want you to be able to congratulate her. <clears throat> also, the rest of this week, we have some important announcements for the rest of this week. There will be no show, as this is a five-week month, and I'm traveling the rest of the week. There will be no show at all Tuesday and Thursday. We've moved those back a week into the fifth week of the month. So Western and Horse Husbands will be next week, so look for them then. There will be a show on Wednesday and Friday live as normal. Jamie, you'll be here on Wednesday with, um, you're going to be with, who are you with? Lisa Wysock? I'm with Lisa on Wednesday, and this is tremendously stressful. I'm reading her book on the day that she's here. Who planned that? I did, because I just love ways to stress you out even more than you currently are. And then Wendy will be here on Friday to help you with really bad ads, so you'll have fun with that. But uh, the shows will be happening. I'll be in California in Anaheim at uh, at the podcasting convention bragging about all you people. It's going to Disney World. (laughs) You know, I thought about that, but I thought August at Disneyland sounds crowded. Really, hey, really you did proud. post, by the way, online that you were looking for something to do the last day, and a lot of people gave you some advice. Did you decide what yes, you were going to go did. with? Thank you to everybody. Man, I had trip planners galore on <laughs> that post. I'm going to go to the Warner Brothers studio tour. I'm going to do that, oh. which sounds fun. Um, cool. so I'm going to go do that. And then I'm going to go to the Reagan library. I'm going to head up to the Reagan library for the afternoon. Uh, I only have ever worked on one campaign in my entire life. When I was a senior in high school, we were required to work on a campaign and Reagan was running for his first term in 1980. And then we got to meet him. He came to New Holland and we got to meet him. Those of us that were on the committee on his Reagan re-electorian, whatever, election committee. So, so, so I thought, well, that'd be a fun one to go see because it's the only one I have any connection to ever because I don't follow politics that well. So that's what I'm going to do. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, I think my suggestion was to go to Santa Monica and just walk See, we along did that the, the beach time. and the pier. We did uh, do that the last time. So uh, Always good. Yeah, but I thought, I want to do something different. I've never done the Warner Brothers tour, and I heard it's pretty cool. So I'm going to do that. Yeah. So it was a lot of good suggestions, though. There were really some I'd never heard of before, like the tar pit thing. I didn't know anything about the tar pit thing. When yeah, I, I still don't know. <laughs> I, don't think, I think that was a zombie trap they're trying to get you in an eclipse <laughs> zombie so. trap. Speaking of which, we should end with, if we all don't see each other again, because, you know, the dragon has ate the sun. Did they have that in the show last night? 
dragon eating the sun? The dragon did not eat the sun. I cannot say anything about the dragon or the show you last night. You want me to watch this show. Every time you watch it, you can't sleep for two nights. I, I, I'm seriously messed up right now. I, I, I'm, I like, I, and you want to, me to, to do the that? point where at times Chad is like, why are you looking at your phone? The show's on. And I'm maybe like, oh, yeah, zombies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Zombies. Uh, I, I can't. I can't. I like. Uh, I feel like I have so to play a happy night, song right now or something. I don't. We watched. This is why I was so sleepy this morning is because we watched the Game of Thrones and then had to follow it up with not one, but two Heartlands because I have to cleanse my soul. My soul has to be cleansed, and Amy Marshall is the one to cleanse it for Did me. Did you make it okay. Chad sit through the Heartlands with you? Oh, of course. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> and so I, he's like, oh, what season? I, as soon as, as the Game of Thrones ended, he's like, ugh, what season of Heartland are you on? Let's just turn it on. <laughs> That's funny. That's what funny. season are you? He's like, seriously, are you season eight already or nine? <laughs> are you? What season are you? All right, let's close this thing. Thank you, everybody. I'll see you next week. Get your entries in. Jane, you'll be here having some fun without me and Jennifer, too. All right. All right. Take Spade care, Spade, neuter, Bye. Bye.